Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! My monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It got on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. From my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast. The ghouls all came from their humble abode to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flash. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were heavy. We're back. We had a busy week. We got a late pod going on. Yeah, I've, yeah it's been a long week. Well, it's good. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like good. such a lazy fucker right now. And of course, I curse. Like I, I said to myself, I'm not going to curse this whole uh, podcast because I feel like I've been cursing a lot. And you know, you got that note from your mom and my mom. And of course, the first thing I do is curse. <laughs> I just got a receipt from Google. Do you pay for like Google storage? Yeah, I don't know why. But it's like twenty just... bucks a year. Is that how much it is? Yeah. Oh, I think I. I think it's like. Yeah, I don't know how much it. How much I pay? I thought it was one ninety nine though. Like two. Oh, you must have a lot of storage. I just have. Okay. No, I mean a dollar ninety nine. Oh. Well, I get that from Apple. I have to pay like a dollar ninety nine for some kind of storage, and then I pay like Google twenty bucks a year for my email storage because I don't want to delete old emails. Yeah, I pay for so many things that I should probably just I, get. It. I know. I I like. I'll get an email and I'll be like, "What's this even for?" And then I'm like, "Ah, oh, geez, yeah." And it's like funny because I draw the line at not paying for um, Peacock. I just like won't get it and it has like all the premier league games on it and so i keep missing like soccer games i really want to watch and i'm like i'll talk to my friend peter or my cousin and they'll be like yeah this game's great and i'll be like i'm sure it is but i'm not paying i'm not paying for any more things i'm done and uh even i'm paying for things i don't even know what i'm paying for i know i should probably just cut the cable too but i can't bring myself to do it yeah, I get it. Um, no, you don't, because you're, uh, you're you're you don't have cable. Yeah, but I, I don't have the NFL package either. Yeah, but the NFL package you can just get on its own. Like that's what I have on my own. Oh, you got where you get it from? I get it for uh, NFL Sunday Ticket Max dot com. It's basically uh, Directv service, but you don't have to have any Directv. I didn't even know that was an option. Yeah, so I just get it on my iPad and on my and uh, an app, and that's it. 
Let me look into that. I didn't even know. I want to say it's 200 bucks. NFL Sunday ticket max.com does not work. I'll, I'll get you the link. I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, that's good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've had that ever since I moved to this house and I couldn't have direct TV. I have used the, uh, that app and then it's been fine. Um, take my iPad everywhere. I could watch it on my phone. When I was in Montana, I was watching the games on my, uh, well, like, you know, I know my dad uses my brother. My brother still has, Sunday ticket. So my dad uses his Sunday. T- well, he but he still has DirecTV. So I was like, oh well, if we could just legally share an account together, my father and I would just do that. Um, pay a hundred bucks each, and we're good for the year. Yeah. We can both watch at the same time. Uh, yeah, so we have a busy week. We well, so I've gone to a concert every week for the last like four weeks, which is a lot. Um. We did like the Solanus Marset concert. Then we did the uh, Stones, and then last week I saw Phoebe Bridgers, which was awesome. Uh, I read a really good article about reviewing that about like how nuts the crowd is there. Like they just like yeah, it's funny. Uh, someone, uh, my lady friend, said that someone who went to that concert from her work said the same thing that you were saying about how annoying that was. And it just randomly came up. And then she was like, you know what? Someone else told me, told me that. I don't know if it was annoying. I'm just saying that people are like really into, you know, it's not annoying. I think it's kind of nice. She thought it was annoying. Okay. Um, so the article, the review I read that was good. They, they seem to be pro it. And then the last thing we just saw the strokes the other night. And so that's what I was going to tell you about. And I said, God, oh, well, we, so we get. Where did they play? The forum. Okay. So it's a sold out show. My ticket, my seats suck. They're like the last row, but they're like the last row, one seat per row. That place is kind of small though. Yeah. 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 See, Trust me. It is, but this is the worst seat in the house. Okay. <laughs> Now, fortunately, the people in front of us, like, got up and, like, moved to other seats. So we just kind of, smooth, like, moved into theirs and everything was great from there on. But we're now, sitting there. Is this a last-minute ticket or did you buy in advance? Well, I bought it pre-pandemic. And then I, because the show was originally, like, supposed to be in, like, May of 2020. So you purposely bought the last ticket well, no, no. So what happened is I, I wound up selling those back because I was like, well, I'm never going to go to this show, right? Oh, like, and then it went, and then I was like, oh, it's it's happening. Shit, I wish I didn't sell them. And so I wound up, like, when they announced vaccines, yeah, like a bunch of tickets like were all of a sudden available because all these people are like, you know, not going to go. And um so I just jumped on it and I kept getting like missing and missing. And then finally these two were there and I was like, fine, I'll just buy them and I'll figure it out. And then I was like, actually, this will be really cool. We'll have our own row. So we're not dealing with any other people. You know, I could just stand next to her, like, uh, you know, in the aisle, you know, we're not bothering anybody because we're in the last, but it, I'll, I'll just, it, it, they're not good seats. Don't get them. Um, anyway, 
they so we're sitting there. We get there at like eight thirty and like rushed to get there. It was like, oh, you know, they go on, you know. Dude, they didn't come on until like ten thirty. Do they have an opener? There's two openers, but I was like. I realized just how old I was. And that was like one of those times when you realize just how old you are in the moment. I was like, dude, if they don't come on in five minutes, I'm going home. I'm going to, we're leaving. Like, I can't stay here anymore. I'm too tired for this. And I hated myself for that. Like, I hated that I was that guy, but I was like that the whole time. I was like, this is just too late. (laughs) Hey, I understand. And it's like, I know that I'm of the age that I should be that way. But like two years ago, I was of the age I should be that way. And I was totally fine. But I realized like having two years off on a pandemic, like really made me tired all the time. I mean, I'm sure like having a severe health problem occurred during that time also didn't help. But regardless, so how came long, on. What did they play? How long did they play? Um... It was under two hours. It's probably like an hour and a half or whatever. So you didn't get home till like one. Yeah. One thirty. And I had to work the next morning at like six thirty in the morning. You know what I mean? It was just so it wasn't like drinking a lot or anything, you know. But I gotta say this. They came on and I don't know, I you know, I've never seen them live. I've been a big fan of theirs for like twenty years, I guess it's been now. And I've always like really liked them. So when they came on, they played, like, every song. Like, all their songs are, like, two and a half minutes. So they, like, rattle off, like, 25 songs. And, like, 20 of them, like, I it, it wasn't even, like, work to sing back. You know, you're just belting out all the words because, you know, every... And I was like, wow, that was awesome. And I was thinking, like, I don't know how many bands I could go see where they're going to play all, all these songs that you know that you've never seen, like never seen them before. It was just, I don't know. It was, it was awesome. Nice. They were really good. They were like really good. Do you have any? Like, I'm, I'm still like, kind of like, wow, that was good. You're like listening to them all the time. No, because I, I, it won't be as good as it was live. Yeah. Um, are you, do you have any other shows coming up this week? Nope. That was it. That was our cutoff. Like that was all I could do. Okay. I don't. I only have tickets for Pearl Jam for whenever that winds up happening, and I've got like eight hundred dollars invested in those tickets <laughs> or something. Uh, yesterday, I went online because I got that. I don't know, you're probably on the emails. The Live Nation Billy Joel Vegas show. Oh yeah, they're playing the same weekend as Metallica. Yeah, it's the same place, back-to-back, Metallica's Friday and Billy Joel's Saturday. Um, I went online, and I, like, got the pre-sale, got all the way to the end, and then I was like, do I want to – it ended up being, like, $570 for two tickets after everything. And I'm like, I'm staying there. I put in my credit card information. I'm going to sit there. And right before I put send, I was like, do I want to pay six hundred dollars right now? And I didn't do it. Yeah, it's good. No, I've, I've done no, that. Like I could always go if I want to go. Right. You know, I can get tickets later. 
right was now. Was it 600 for, for how many tickets? Two. Wow. That's a lot. It's 215 bucks a ticket. It's a lot of money. Unless you want to sit so far back you can't even see it. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that, at the Raiders Stadium. Oh, okay. But that's the thing with Billy Joel is like you don't really need to be up front. Yeah, I know, but it wasn't even up front. It was in the uh, like stands, but it was like the kind of where we sat for the the game when we went to the Rams game. I got you. That section, like kind of like the lower section, but far up. Yeah, I I remember when Billy Joel played Dodger Stadium like two or three years ago. And bus uh, or something for those tickets, not even. Yeah, that's right. You gave them to us, right? Yeah, I think they were like twenty. Yeah, I think they were like fifty bucks a ticket. Yeah, they were like super cheap, and it was like we weren't even close, but nobody cared because they're just it's a big sing along the whole thing. Yeah, so we had pretty good seats for that. Um. Anyway, uh. Do you remember the last concert you went to before the pandemic? No. Interesting. I didn't either. I would, I would have to think. Of, I'd have to go back. Obviously. I I'll tell you what. I I did that the other day. I went back to look because part of the thing about going back to concerts now is like how much you realize how much you missed it. You know, you miss seeing live music and having that opportunity. I was completely wrong with what the last show I saw was. Like, I just had it. Like, my timeline was so screwed up. I had, you know, uh, the last show I saw was at the Rose Bowl. We saw the Pixies and the Cure. You weren't there for that. You're, I'm surprised. No, I was not. <laughs> um. Anyway, so... I guess we'll make this our first. I mean, do you, like rather than do no. Concerts are back. That's what the the end result of this conversation is. Yeah, it's true. So we actually went out. This is kind of our first topic. We can do notes after this, but we went out to the um, the museum, uh, the Academy Museum. Yeah, it was the uh, just opened uh, the end of September. Um, I'm actually going in a couple weeks again. That's good. I, I I look forward to going back. I do. I I, I feel like we didn't do enough. Yeah, I'll go see that animation thing. Speaking of just a side note, speaking of animation, did you see the trailer for Lightyear? Yeah, that looks awesome. It does look good. Uh, what do you think of Chris Evans being the voice instead of um, uh, Tim Allen? It- it's a voice. I don't know. I saw that that was a good thing. I, d- I don't care. Okay. What, do you, what about you? I don't know. It seems weird that it's not Tim Allen, but who cares? Chris Allen, Chris Evans is good. I'm sure they're going to... Look, it's Pixar. They do things the right way. You know, 90% of the time, 95. This, this is the real buzz right here, not the toy. Right. So I'm sure they're going to bring in the toy with Tim Allen's... You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm sure at the end he'll have a voice when they do. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not getting all worked up about that kind of stuff. I'm sure they'll tie it in. Um, it's like Dave Chappelle says: you're, everyone's getting mad on Twitter, but Twitter's not a real place. <laughs> it's true. 
Um, but anyway, back to the, uh, so what did you think of the museum? So, all right. So we've kind of gone over this, you know, between us, but um, it was good. It was, I felt like it was, uh, you and I, I mean, I'm probably regurgitating points or it's a little all over the place. Yeah. Uh, so you walk in, the first thing you do is they take you through like this, this video history of cinema thing that they've got. And they're like, this is a three level installation, but they don't explain to you what it is you're watching or why. And I get it. It's a bunch of movie clips. And I, there's a list, you can see it. There's a list online of all the clips and it's like really fantastic. Cause they did a great job of picking a lot of movies that represent a lot of different things. And, but they don't play the sound. They're just showing it. And then sound will just come from one of the TVs randomly. Yeah. I don't know. Just, it didn't, I didn't get it. And I, I want to be able to get stuff like that. Yeah. That my, I've told you before, I thought that they should have uh, um, had a thing where it, you walk in, you sit down for 15 minutes. They have a presentation on movies and then talk about the museum and then what you're about to say. And then you go. So everyone's under the same kind of like gets in the mood, you know, gets everyone on the track. The thing where you walk in and you're like, Are, am I supposed to sit here for 15 minutes? Like you're not sure if each TV is like running the same clips. Like it's just not well organized, I don't think. It's like there's right. no flow to it. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And that was part of the problem with how we missed a couple of things because yeah, they had like little rooms where they have different like you were talking about the auditions and then they show the audition next to the person yeah. doing their part. Like, I'd love to, I miss that room. I'm, I'm kind of bummed about that. Um, I, you know, like we found like the Foley, the Foley room or whatever, where they make yeah. sure they make sound. You have to tell me. Yeah. Right. Right. So like, kind of wish we had a little, you know, you don't even know which end to go in and all that kind of stuff. And there's yeah. like the people who were working there, like, I don't know. Take your pick. Yeah. I would go this way. You're like, well, well just we... like, you start here and then go over there. We walked into one room. It's like, what is it? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but it was cool. I mean, it's a cool experience overall, I think. Uh, it's some cool things. I like seeing, uh, you know, all the, the creature, you know, the things that were built like RTD2 and the alien. Yeah. So I think that's the big showstopper of the whole thing, right? Is that science yeah. fiction room. Cause you've got like the real ET, you've got real C3PO and R2D2, you've got real alien head. And um, the fish from uh, the movie, what, the movie that won best picture with the fish sex movie. Oh yeah. The, the, the shape of water. Just, they're big. They're big. Why is uh, that? Cause it's a people like that. I, I don't know. I don't know any people who like that movie, but people obviously like the movie enough to give it a best picture. Doesn't mean that it should have. It's just saying, you know, um, the uh, they, the big thing they've got there. That a lot of, put Harry and the Hendersons in there. I'd rather have him over that monster. <laughs> there's no Harry and the Hendersons. Um, but it's not like there's there. But let's be honest, there is props from things like you can't tell me that Batman, the second Batman is a, is, is like on a much higher echelon than Harry and the Hendersons. 
And they've yeah. got multiple props from that movie. They have like a nose or the penguin nose. And they have, well, actually one of the coolest exhibits is the the full house they built for that. Yeah, that was cool. Um, but the big, I think the big thing in the science fiction room that they, they were saying was a huge deal was they have one of the spaceships from 2001. Um, it's, it was just a smaller model. I didn't notice. But it, was, but it was used in the, in the movie. It's like, apparently Kubrick would like destroy a lot of his stuff when it was done. Cause he didn't want you to know how he made shit, but that was something that they saved. So. Yeah, I think so overrated. <laughs> I don't like it. I saw Well, I think we, I saw it in the theater like three or four years ago on a 70 millimeter print. And I got to say, I liked it a lot more then than I did before, but I, I'm, I'm not of the. So it's so slow. Yeah, it is slow. Uh, anyway, but, um, then we go out on the Barbara Streisand deck to the big, bulbous, overlooking LA place. Yeah. Which is cool. It was, you know, take your mask off for a minute. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's true. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's a, it's a work in progress. There's a lot they still got to get and do. Um, and they got to figure out, I think we both agree. They need to figure out what their, you know, yeah. Like their purpose and all that kind of stuff. Cause right now it seems like a bunch of jumbled things together in different rooms. Um, some of the exhibits that were cool that we did see Spike Lee stuff. Uh, I thought, you know, because they tried to cover a lot of different social issues without going over the top. I thought they did a good job with that. The guy who fought against like blackface and all that stuff, I forgot his name. Yeah. That room for him, that little display of his stuff was really good. Uh, and seeing the whole history with that, Birth of a Nation and all that. Um, but um, yeah, there's no, you know, like, there's a great Wizard of Oz area. Lots yeah. of cool stuff from that. Yeah. But it's just kind of in the middle of a bunch of other stuff. Like, I'd like to see us progress into that. You know, let's follow a timeline and get there. You know, I don't know. Uh, uh, seeing some of the old screenplays was great. It had a great room for real women have curves. <laughs> Whatever the freaking movie is. <laughs> that was... There's some things that we just don't need big exhibits for. Like when I went to the Rock and Roll of Fame and John Cougar Mellencamp had a whole wing. And I was like, do we need a wing for John Cougar Mellencamp? Like, this is what it is. Hey, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is tonight. Oh, is it? The induction tonight, yeah. Paul McCartney's doing the Foo Fighters, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, Anyway, so, yeah, overall... I will say this, the most memorable part of our evening was dinner because we went to a Taroni Italian restaurant. That was just so, I mean, talking about that for like two days after how good that meal was. Yeah, I love that place. So good. Uh, any other thoughts from this museum? I mean, I'm trying to think of, you know, it was, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to complain about it all because it was pretty good. Yeah, it was just uh, pretty good. I just thought it was a little underwhelming. I was expecting it was something a little bit more different, but uh, no, it was fine. I think I'll 
now that I'm, I've already been, it might be uh, better the second time. You can navigate it a little bit better. Right. Walking around aimlessly, like, did I go to this room? You know. Um, um, yeah, that was cool. All right, so I'm gonna go into um, some notes just for a, a second because we didn't we skip notes to do that. Um, do you have any notes? Um, I don't think so. Uh, I was thinking of doing a cleanse. I wanted to talk about what your thoughts are on a cleanse. Do you uh, remember when we did a cleanse together ten years ago? What type of cleanse are you doing? I don't know. That's why I thought I'd bring it up. I somebody recommended this one. It's like twenty days, and I'm like, I don't know. It's a lot. So like, you'll be like a new person. I'm like, yeah. I I believe that. Yeah, I'm already agitated on a daily basis. I can only imagine how much more agitated I would be. Master cleanse, and uh, I think we were supposed to do it for like fourteen days or something. Yeah, we're supposed to do it for ten. It was me, you, and Deanna. We were all living together. Didn't last. You were out first. I think you did a day. No, I, I, made, it, I made it more than a day. I think I made four days. I don't, I thought you were out first, then she was out, and it was like, and then I lasted like to day eight or something. I definitely made it to like four days, and I was like, I can't drink this thing anymore. Yeah, I can still taste it when we talk about it. Yeah. Uh, other notes. Um, did you see that Vin Diesel... Walk Paul Walker's daughter down the aisle at her wedding. Yeah, I heard that. Did you? Did that get you misty? Uh, it was a nice moment. I'm sure it was a lovely moment for them. Um, and then I wanted to ask you about like new movies that have come they, out. Do you think they played that song? The uh, um, Wiz Khalifa song. Yeah, I don't think so. No. I wanted to hear his, what his speech was like at the wedding. Probably. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I guess that's going to transition into movies. Uh, what new movies, like, we're going to talk about Dune. And we are going to talk about, what's the other thing we're going to talk about? Oh, Curbs, a TV thing. So before we get into Dune, what movie did you did not see French Dispatch? No, have you seen it? I got to tell you, I haven't. And I read the reviews and it's kind of kept me from rushing to go see it. Yeah, I was thinking about going one day next week since I'm unemployed. So um, I, it's it's just I, everything I've read about it. And it's not like people are saying it's bad. And it's not like people are saying, you know, it's not like even if they said it was bad, it would keep me away. The things they're saying, like that it's like really Wes Anderson-y are things that are making me like, I don't know, maybe I'm not sure I'm like dying to go run out and see this. Okay. You know, like I, I, I've kind of cooled on it. And I mean, I definitely want to see it. I don't know if I need to go to the theater to see French Dispatch. Now, Last Night in Soho comes out today. You're saying you're going tomorrow. Yeah. That's something I think you could talk me into running out and seeing. Uh, yeah, I think, it, I don't know, I'm looking, I'm, I'm sure that's a good theater movie, too. Like, when we talk about Dune, you're like, since we saw it at home, like, how different it would have been, possibly, in the theater. All right, so let's just, let's just jump into it. Hey, hold um, on, let's, uh, oh. I ended up renting 
a movie that I've never even heard of, and I guess it was brand new, called The Protégé. It was with uh, Maggie Q, Michael Keaton, and Sam Jackson. And uh, it's basically like a, a women, <laughs> a woman assassin movie. Really original, you know. Um, she's out for revenge. Um, there's a lot of good fighting. So it was directed by Martin Campbell, who did uh, Casino Royale um, and a couple other big movies. Um, it was like, there's a reason, like, it, no one heard of this movie. Oh, yeah? Okay. I heard of it because he just did some press for it. Uh, Michael Keaton. It's like the most unoriginal story. It was so like predictable. Like, I don't know. It's just like one of those things where you have Michael Keaton shows up for a minute and then like doesn't show up for the rest of the movie and then you're like, oh, he's definitely the bad guy and then obviously like 20 minutes left in the movie he shows up as the bad guy. It's like, <laughs> obviously he's the bad guy. You know, it's just really not well put together. But those movies, like, apparently overseas, those movies, like, make so much money. The action, you know, like, hitman things, you know. But anyway, so, yeah, let's get into... Uh, well, wait, uh, so, all right, since we're talking about other movies and we didn't make the natural transition, I got some other things I wanted to talk about. Sure. What do you um, so, I was saying to you, I saw four... Hours in January or whatever it's called, that documentary. On uh, January 6th. Right. Yeah. And um, I'll be honest, it's fine. I mean, it's not anything. There's nothing that stands out about it. I mean, if you watch CNN or MSNBC, it's basically the same thing as the news every day. And, like, so much has changed since then now, like, since it was made. Because now they have like proof of people who who might have been involved and all that stuff. So, but did you see the trailer for the for Tucker Carlson's January sixth movie? No. Do you know about this? No. Lucky you. Uh, Fox. Well, you now now unlucky you. Fox is running a three part series over the next couple nights of next or beginning of next week. Uh, Tucker Carlson produced a documentary that's like the real truth behind the insurrection. I'm sure it's going to be great. So people are all excited about it. No, and I know, but people are excited about it. Yeah. Um, speaking of shitty people, I also thought we should get into a little update on where we're at with the, because I'm so fascinated by, uh, what you call it? What um, the Alec Baldwin movie? Oh, Rust. Rust. Where we're at with Rust. I have some, you know, we. Well, I read today. Everyone's now. Everyone's like blaming everybody else, like the producers. The girl uh, who's the armor is like blaming the uh, producers, and the producers are blaming her, and it's like all everybody's lawyered up. And well, all, I mean, that was inevitable. Are, yeah, I know. All the statements are coming from lawyers now. But it does seem like a whole bunch of shitty people who did shitty job, like who did a bad job, who did were bad at their jobs. 
like the production manager like was on a movie not too long ago and like fired a bunch of people because they the union showed up and they like signed a bunch of union cards and they're because they're yeah. non-union movie right yeah. same sort of problems that were happening on this set you cannot do a non-union movie anymore like even like especially i mean this may not be interesting to anyone but like any movie that you do in Los Angeles, well, if it's if it's out of town, I guess. Now, even out of town, they're cracking up. But if you're doing like a five hundred thousand dollar movie or something really cheap, like day one on the job, they will show up. Especially like the Teamsters, and they'll, you know, they'll bang you for, uh, you know, get everyone needs to like be unionized or we're shutting you down and all this stuff. Like they just like show up like day one on all the movies. How can they do that? It's they're just like mob bosses. They just show up and then they're like, you have to be union. Or you'll never work in this town again. You know, like they threaten these, you know, non union drivers to you know and I'm sure that a lot of the union driver, non union drivers like wanna be union so they can get benefits and stuff. And get experience yeah. and all this stuff. So they're just like, all right. But then they also, most of these people come from non-union worlds and they're basically signing over, you know, because when you're a driver, you like work for specific um, coordinators. And so if you're a non-union coordinator and all of a sudden like you can't hire your guy, it's like these other guys have to like find other work and it's like not that easy, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there's a lot of trust that has to go with drivers, obviously, with drug testing and all this stuff. So. And not being a total douche. But anyway, yeah, Rust is a disaster. They're going to start. They're going to start. A, you read the whole thing about Nick Cage yelling at her. So Nick Cage, I guess her last movie that she was the armor on, she, mm-hmm. she fired a gun like near him like cleaning it or just checking it. And uh, you're not supposed to like, obviously shoot it around the actors. And he like screamed at her in the middle of everybody and told her like, you almost blew my eardrum out. Like just, and I guess like, yeah, just it's it's such a complete disaster right now. So it seems like, so it seems like everybody on this movie, like, had a problem coming into it, right? So, like, the producer had a problem, the armorer had a problem, AD had a problem. All the people in charge of all this had problems. I don't mean problems. I mean, like, they had a history of screwing up their jobs that they were supposed to do on this. Yeah. The AD seems to be, like, so so I have a friend, uh, you know, like, Obviously, we have a lot of friends in all different aspects of this business, right? Because so like on Facebook that, you know, you'll see a lot of people, you know, probably especially like, you know, talking about this and da 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 da. And like I had a discussion with this guy. He posted this thing really irked me. And this is kind of why I guess I've stuck with it. So he he's he's a, a guy. No, he's an actor, but he he's kind of one of those guys that does every job. Right. So he's he's been an armorer before. Like he's he's done it. He works in stunts a lot. A really nice guy. Like I like you know he's a 
part-time cop. You know what I mean? Like he, he like, he's part of this group that they like bust up like rings of like, I don't know, cyber, they do some kind of cyber policing, you know, like yeah. they bust up like potential uh, human trafficking and things like that. Anyway, he's done a bunch of different stuff and, and he's like, this is a hundred percent Alec Baldwin's fault. He violated four of like the five main rules they tell you when they hand, you know, when you have a gun on set and that, and he went through them all and he's not wrong. There's like, I, I can tell you, I did a, I did a stupid little movie with an AFI movie and an AFI is a school where they teach you to like, you have to follow every rule. We had a gun and I had to shoot a gun on it. And like they, it was, I mean, it was, when that thing came, it was like the scariest thing. Like I never thought about it before. I always just thought, oh, it's a prop gun. It's like, you know, it's a toy, da, da, da. And they, like the rules are so strict. And the first thing they say is you never point this near anybody, right? It's always the first thing. And he obviously, you know, look, it may come out that they walked into where he was aiming or whatever, who knows. But he was close, aiming close enough that he's in the wrong with that. But the thing that bothers me is this guy came out with like, this whole statement and I was like, hey, like, don't you just, maybe it's probably better if you're going to like present yourself as a guy who does armoring. To be union. Maybe, well, maybe wait, and, yeah, yeah. but maybe wait to hear like the facts. Like maybe wait until, you, it's, not your, it's not your job to, to run out and comment right away on this because you're probably going to be wrong. That's my biggest problem with all these production people on Facebook. And I'm glad you said this because like everyone's like just damning everybody, which we have a right to, but we don't really know the whole story of how everything went down. It's all like right. things coming out, people just saying shit. Like we don't know until we get the police report and the charges and everything and go to the trial. Like what exactly happened? Uh, you know, we're just hearing it from like all these people that want to be the one to like give the scoop. You know, there's people yeah, exactly. out that are trying to give the scoop. Some craft service guys, like, you know, wasn't even like near the fucking set, and he's like saying something about what happened, and you're just like, oh, you know, you get a soundbite. Well, yeah. right, and if you're coming, if your job, like, okay, so if your job is what X. Like you're going to be looking at it from the from the point of view of that job rather than so like okay so I've I've had experience as an actor and as a producer right I mean you've had experience with a bunch of different obviously a million jobs but like so I look at it from like the actor's point of view and I'm like okay so and this is the thing I said to the guy about the who said it was Alec Baldwin so I'm like you do like precision driving. Like I've worked with you where we're driving stuff. Like if, if you have to drive down a road at 60 miles an hour, like you're, and you're getting paid to do it, you're going to do it. And they're going to tell you when the streets are clear and it, it's a safety officer's job to make sure the streets are clear. It's the AD's job to, like, to let you know when you can do it. And you're driving at 60 miles an hour under the impression that everyone else did their job yeah. and that you can do it. Now, if somebody walks in front of you and you kill them, like, 
would you still have the same stance and say, hey, well, I was doing this, you know, it's my fault. You know, it's not because it was somebody's job to make sure that wouldn't happen. Uh, then as a production, in production, you know, there's the whole, you're just trying to get something done and you cut costs here. You know, like it, it's not easy. It's not like, hey, I have all the, there's a million armors. There's a million, you know, like you have to make do with what you got. Um, I don't know. So like, I, I try to look at it from all the different, but it's a, it's a good, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a good learning experience. If, if you're trying to get into film to like understand all of this stuff, you know, I don't think we'll ever have blanks anymore. It's all going to be visual effects. Probably. I mean, and I don't see why that's a huge deal, but I mean, I'm not. It's really, know. it doesn't cost that much money in visual effects to put like a flash. Exactly. You know what exactly. I mean? Um, I like you're creating a ghost. I think, I think if you're Christopher Nolan, you, you still get blanks. But I think if you're uh, Rust, the $3 million Alec Baldwin funded film of him in the West, you don't get the blanks anymore. Um, I, I do like that. Being, so like before pointing the finger at everybody, you want to hear all the things. That being said, I think it's safe to say that this AD was really bad. Yeah. I mean, this guy's got a bad history and, you know, like, am I right? Like that? Yeah. I mean, from what's come out, yeah, it's been pretty bad. He got fired. He got fired for handing a loaded weapon to, like, an 11-year-old on set of one of his movies. Um, yeah, he's had other discharges. Yeah, it had, like, without checking it. It had yeah. words in it, but still, he didn't, like, do the proper protocols, and he's handing, like, the gun to a young kid. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, is I, I think what people don't understand is, you know, it's not always life-threatening when things get overlooked like this. You know, it's not, I mean, this is a very rare case, but that these things happen every day on every set. Something small gets overlooked and causes somebody else's job a whole bunch of trouble, yeah. you know. So when I worked on a, a show with him, said he was terrible who the ad yeah oh interesting well we'll keep checking in about it i just i always like to get your opinion or get anyone's opinion on this because like i said i think it's a good learning experience i think it's interesting and the reason i was upset that the guy posted that is he posts it's all out baldwin's fault and then 20 right wing people are on like out baldwin's killed more people than the insurrection on january 6th and you're like you just gave all these idiots like with a with an agenda a reason to like jump on what you're saying and to, you know that that's politically motivated i think i i don't think there's anybody who likes particularly likes alec baldwin as a human being like i mean other than the people that know him very well i just mean his you know so it's not like you know these people see it as like owning the libs of alec baldwin you know like nobody like the donald Trump jr selling t-shirts of did you see that no so trump jr was selling um guns don't kill people alec baldwin kills people t-shirts oh, and it's just you know uh, yeah anyway uh if it's, it's true, uh if it is true that uh they were using those guns for recreational like shooting like uh you know on off hours like yeah, people are. I mean, people that's are, criminal. 
That's yeah. And that, yeah. That's that's big. I mean, I I heard that you you told me that rumor, and I read it like you know like when that and there hasn't been much follow up on that. I think once we hear if that's really true, that'll that'll open up a lot of who's who is at fault. Yeah. So, uh, all right, but on to a movie that now I'm very very excited to hear your opinion about. Like I've thought about it since I saw it. Um, I have been excited last weekend to hear what your thoughts were on Dune. Dune. One of the most frustrating movies I've seen. This movie, I was really excited for. It has a lot of cool stuff in it. But because it's half a movie, all the motivation, like you don't even really know what the story is. Did you know it was a half movie going in? No. I thought that at one point they were supposed to shoot it back to back. And then I thought that they just were like, we'll make one movie. So, but even if it's two movies, you have to talk about this emperor and what his plan is and why he's doing this to give any motivation for the whole story. Cause I didn't understand what this, once all this stuff started happening and they're like, Oh, this emperor, like send us here to die. Like, you're like, why? There's so many whys in this movie. And it was very frustrating to, like, watch this, like, really beautiful movie. It was really well done production-wise, obviously. Um, And not have any understanding of, like, the full plot. Like, you're just like, okay, so shit goes down, and then they have to figure out how to survive, and then they go to the desert and, like, try to go across the desert without getting eaten by worms. But why is all this happening? And who is this? Who is that? There's, like, so many unanswered questions. Like, I can't even give, like, a real review for this thing. (laughs) And then the whole time you're like, Zendaya is in this. And then she doesn't come into, like, 15 minutes left in the movie. And you're like, I kept saying, like, she's got to be rolling. Um... But there are some great things, but before I go through my list, what what did you think? Um, I thought this movie was like near perfect, except for one thing, which is the thing that you're talking about, about it. Like, Star Wars is a trilogy, right? Star Wars was like, uh, was not... wasn't going to end with just the original Star Wars. They were going to do the whole thing. There's other movies that are parts of tr- like, yeah, you they- can you can do that and have a beginning, middle, and end, and still pick up where you left off in the next. Yeah, I agree. So with this, they sort of did that, but not good enough for me. Up until that point. I thought this was like one of the best things I'd like. I just thought this thing was it this it was three hours, almost three hours long. And I kept checking, like once we hit like two and a half hours, I kept checking the time because I didn't want it to end. Now that never happens, right? I wanted this thing to be another two hours. Now, obviously for the obvious reasons and but even I just the movie is shot, like you said, beautifully. It's like amazing. 
It looks amazing. The acting is amazing. Yeah. The story is so well told, I think. I, I disagree. I mean, I don't know. You could give some prompts. I think they cover everything so well. And it's such a complicated, like, such a complicated thing to follow and to cover. And I think they do just such a wonderful job of giving you an idea of everything. Um, and it, and it, and it wasn't easy. Like, uh, I, I read this thing comparing this Dune to the last Dune. And that was the big problem is once you got to the third act, there was so much stuff they had to throw in that everyone just got lost, you know, whatever. So it makes sense. It has to be two parts and I'm totally okay with that. I just think like, you know, Empire Strikes Back was going to come after Star Wars, but he still blew up the Death Star before we got there. Yeah. Yeah. True. You know? So, like, I just... Now, I get... I get at the end, like, we, we hit a plot point that changes everything. Like, I completely get that. But, like, the last scene is, like, let's venture on. And then we'll... And I'm like, this can't really be the last thing they show. They just walk into the desert. Or walk into the rocks, and you're like, okay, that's the ending. But I think everything else, I think the story is phenomenal. I think the acting is phenomenal. I mean, obviously, the way it looks is beyond, it's like beyond. Like, it's so great job of like creating characters and giving everyone some sort of purpose, except knowing exactly what the hell is the whole plot. Like we don't really know that what's what the I just, story. I thought the I followed the plot really well. I thought the plot was great, and I thought it was real. Like I wouldn't have understood it told to me almost any other way. Like I I thought it was such a complicated story, and they just did such a great job of explaining who everything was without overly doing it with like dialogue. You know, like. They, they didn't they didn't explain exposition through dialogue they just showed you like all these different things and the way this works and the way that these people their philosophy on this and their philosophy on that like i love that was great it's just the whole emperor who's like the main bad guy that's tying all this stuff together you don't know why he's doing anything we never meet him we don't know really why like why he sent all these people there to die. We don't know what the story is. So that was the only problem I had. This is basically a survival story. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, it, it's just nobody's safe. Everybody dies in this movie. It's like, oh, it's so tragic and so oh, good. And Chalamet is. You know, there are a lot of people that you didn't see their death, meaning that they didn't die. You know Okay. What I mean? Yeah, maybe. I thought about that. I don't know. Uh, I'll say this. Chalamet is awesome. Yeah, he was A good. kid, just like, he just nails that role. Like, he's, like, just perfect to be that, ki- that kid. Um, there was a great Momoa fight scene. Well, I was going to say, so he's, like, he comes out of this looking the best, right? Yeah. Like Momoa, like right, Momoa's check, his movie check just like doubled. He <laughs> cleaned up, like he's like. Yeah. And when I say cleaned up, I mean like he like 
wasn't his scruffy self. He actually like he had a shave going. He was like, yeah. oh, he looked different. It's like that's great. His character is so badass in this movie. The only thing wrong with his character, this is like my only problem with like really with most of the whole up until the end of the whole movie is that he and Timothy Chalamet really like each other. Yeah. I've, I've never been that excited to see any of my friends. <laughs> and every time they see each other, they run and jump hug each other. Yeah. And it's like, it's like the type of running and jumping that like you see in those videos where someone comes back from war and they surprise someone with a football. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're like, just, they run the hundred yards of the football. They are so elated to see each other. It is, it is special. Um, but, uh, other than that, he is just Stel- such a badass in this movie. The Stellan Scottsgard bad guy, like worm thing was like really well shot. I agree. I thought it was awesome. Like we didn't need to see it like exactly what type of thing he was. And, and he was a really good bad guy. He was, he was great. I agree. I thought he'd be over the top cause that's kind of his, you know, yeah. But nope. Um, I had a little and, problem understanding like the shield thing. Oh, that was awesome! The shield. But stuff. I love the shield stuff, but I, I really didn't understand how you can penetrate the shield. It seemed like so yeah. much. It should seem easy. It's true. It seemed like all these people were like easily dying, from, even though they had a shield on. Well, yeah. I think it, it can only take so much damage, maybe. It's kind of what I got out of it. Oscar Isaac was awesome in this, too. Yeah. And there's so many good scenes between him and Chalamet. Like, I don't know, man. I just... And then... Uh, I loved all the bug stuff. Like, even, like, the... Dude. Transferring. So the, there was, like, some, like, bug, like, uh, like probe thing. But then they, like, doubled down on that. And then they all the helicopters were wasps they just like kind of like tied all the stuff together it was i don't know it was kind of cool it was awesome i just i think that it was just great i i don't know i loved it i freaking loved it should have seen it in the theater even though i was saying i just didn't want to wait to go see it and all that um yeah what did you think of did you think obviously it would have been better in the theater but like i had some buffering problems with hbo max I was getting so mad. I hate H- I HBO Max is my favorite content. It's my least favorite app. That's a good take because it does have like the best movies on there. But it, like I, I watch HBO Max more than I watch any other uh, anything else, and I have more problems with it. I have to when I watch HBO Max because for whatever reason on my TV, every time I turn it on, it just won't load. So yeah. I have to like take my TV offline, put it back online, and then I can get HBO Max to work. It is like, yeah, it annoys me to no end. But it's got all my favorite shows. Yeah, it was like perfectly fine until we get. And of course, we watched it on the first weekend, so I'm sure there's like millions of people watching it. Right. We get to like the uh, like 30 minutes left in the movie, and everything was fine, and then all of a sudden it just starts kicking into the the freeze frames and the buffering and like, oh my God, like this is killing me. 
What? Um, well, thank God they announced there's a part two, though. Yeah, I mean, they had to. On Monday, like after I saw it, like I thought about it all week. I was, this is that was just so good. That was I mean, so they good. Known that they were gonna do part two because they wouldn't have ended it like that if they didn't. Well, no, no, he wanted to do it. It just didn't get greenlit until like Monday. Right, but they knew it was gonna be. But I was like, dude, if they don't give us a part two, everybody involved in this needs to go work uh, on Rust. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it, I'm, I'm like real excited for that. I, 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 I don't know. Uh, I think it's coming out for a long time. but No, if the fact that they haven't started filming it made me really upset, though. But it's going to be only in theaters, though. Great. I'll go see it in the theater. By, by then, I won't, I, hopefully, I won't feel the same way I do now. And I don't even feel that weird. I just wanted to see it. Um, so, yeah. So, Dune. So, you're like, you liked it. I did but like But you're it. frustrated by it. Exactly. And I loved it, but feel like it's missing one thing, which is an ending. <laughs> yeah. It definitely didn't have an ending. Uh, <coughs> I totally agree. Like, there's a way, like other franchises have which knew that there was going to be multiple things had a beginning like even the avengers let's say take any marvel movie yeah like all those the one that was like the infinity war and then the end game like which was like uh they shot back to back it's an ongoing thing but they actually had an ending and you know something to build on for the next the next one this one was just like Hey, come with us. And then yeah. cut the black. Well, you know what it is? So now, like, now we're with you. There there needs to be a major there needs to be a major thing that happens at the end. And their major thing that happened at the end wasn't major enough. True. Now it it's a big deal because the one it's character a battle with the worm. Right. They the worm. Still had a big fight and then killed the worm. I mean, Look, I don't want it to be formulaic. I'm glad they don't have, like, a giant CGI bad guy, like, you know. But, like, the thing that, I mean, they, they do end with a major character, with with a character making a major turn point. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's good, but give us a little bit more of that. Like, just well, he's build got that up. His whole, like, I think, like, if I remember correctly, like, their whole society, like, moved there, right? So there's like no one left. It's only like them three right now. Yeah. Right. Or I don't know. Well, we don't know yet. Something will I I believe I believe there's more characters that I know exactly who you think is alive. Yeah. I mean it's kind of obvious we didn't see them this guy die that he's gonna be back. Um easy to say though, uh Denise Villeneuve guy makes awesome movies the guy is on the must list now yeah like anything he does is like like yeah he's like in the nolan category now i think yeah anything he does is uh i'm gonna stay um another auteur another brilliant maker of entertainment on a different medium. New show came out on Sunday. Uh, 
the, the latest season of Curb Your Enthusiasm started. And it's as good as it always is. It's amazing. I know. There were so many funny things in this. Okay, I just have to say that uh, that Mexican girl at the end was the all-time best. That audition yeah. she did was so funny. Uh, just how she, like, they showed you all the actresses and how the how they were supposed to do the part. And then they bring in her, and she does it, like, this completely different way. Um, it was just so funny. And, like... Oh, and, she, and she winks when at... You, um... When you see that actress and you see her do that thing, you can totally see, like, this is why Larry David thought this was brilliant. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like... It's like, why is this girl on this, this show? Um, I love the whole uh, John Hamm, because John Hamm's brilliant on this show. He's like, comes over, he's all sad. And Larry David's like, why are you all sad? He goes, oh, a friend, you know, he's passed away. And he's like, he's upstairs. <laughs> there are so many great things in this. Um, so you know that it's weird that Albert Brooks is in the show, right? Like, because his brother is super dave right and apparently they didn't get along so it's a little interesting that that they brought him in on this so i'm, I'm curious how that all works sure they ended their offenses since he's not allowed i'm sure he's not holding any grudges anymore no i understand but it's uh um the whole leon like getting an audition for the people with the same name for the that's a that's a brilliant idea yeah. Because you could totally pull that off. Because yeah. when you go to the airport, they just look up your name. I mean, I'm sure maybe it has something to do with the date of birth, but I'm pretty sure you can get through without having your date of birth being right. Um, as long as you have your ticket with the same name, you know? I don't yeah. know if that works. I don't know if they really, like, look at that, but that so, was... Okay. Yeah, you know, we always think Larry David's right, but I'm going to ask you a couple of the conundrums. Like, is it his fault or Susie's fault that he spilled the wine on the couch? Uh, definitely Susie. Yeah, right. But is that just because we, you know, I like that they were if they split the bill, that's probably right. There's no um, way splitting the bill. Is he is he wrong for asking the guy for sixty grand six or for the six grand, the six grand that he owed him? No. The guy was obviously uh, not wanting to pay him and ignoring him. These are like good questions. I'm sorry. He's like a billionaire, but it, still, six thousand is a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was also like, um, what's it when they were talking about, to, like not talking about it, but talking about how which bathroom you're allowed to use and which bathroom yes yes that's just trip that was great too just the way they like verbalize that you know it's such a great show i mean i i know that you're this is probably going to be the last season i hope not oh why do you say that i don't know it just seems like he's getting older it, it, well i mean but that's kind of what the new theme it like when he walks into the yeah um and then uh, when they started screaming at him for the COVID hoarding, 
he's got all the toilet paper. <laughs> um, that was so funny. That show's great. It really is. I'm glad it's back. Something to look forward to Sunday night. Yeah. Uh, until Dexter comes back next week. Um, are you excited for Dexter? No, I didn't realize it was coming back next week already. Yeah. So, I don't know. No, I'm not excited. I'm not going to lie. It went down such a bad slope after it got really good that I'm not I'm, I'm not holding out much hope. Okay. I'll watch it. Are there any shows that are – I don't even know what shows are coming out. I don't either. I don't uh, – you know what? I used to be really good at following that. Now I don't even know. It's kind of like, no, oh, whatever they put out, I'll find out about and see you then. Um, yeah, I don't even know what shows. I watched this show because uh, it was just randomly popped up on this, on my Netflix called I gotta look this up and I was like why is this even a show um (laughs) it's called Pretty Smart okay it's like a sitcom with laugh track that's on Netflix and I'm like why how did this get made and why can't we get anything made I say that all the time but we don't have any like avenues to like actually fucking get someone to look at this shit. Um, but anyway, it, it was pretty awful. It's like, you know, it's one of those shows where just like, I can't do laugh tracks anymore. Okay. I feel like I can't watch a show with a laugh track. It, it just takes away from everything. What about you? What do you think? No, it doesn't bother. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I can't remember the last one I watched with a laugh track. Yeah, it's just like... I can watch Seinfeld re- reruns with laugh track. I'm glad it's there. Yeah, well, that show's funny. If you took the... Most of these shows aren't funny. And they use the laugh track to make it seem like it's funny. I don't know. I'm not blaming the laugh track. See, you're, you're blaming the laugh track for the jokes. There's not a video funny. on YouTube that you can watch. Where it's a whole episode of... I'm not standing up for this show. No, I'm just saying. Big Bang Theory episode without the laugh track. Since that was like the biggest show in America at one point. And you tell me if those... If that show is funny. If the writing is funny. All right, but that's a a separate argument from whether or not I like a show. If I can watch a show with a laugh track or not anymore. Just because that show is not funny with or without the laugh track doesn't mean that it's the laugh track's fault. Again, I'm not ruling, I'm not saying that I can't do laugh tracks moving forward. That's a, that's a you statement. That is a you statement. That's a me statement from you. That is a me statement. Yeah, it's a you statement. <laughs> um, all right, let's move into our football picks. First of all, our NBA bats are very interesting. The Bulls finally lost last night. Yeah. But, I mean, trust me, I've been keeping a close eye on that. John Morant is awesome. You should have stayed with me on Memphis. That guy is awesome. Mobley is awesome on Cleveland. They play the Lakers tonight. I like, can't wait to watch that game. He's our rookie of the year bet. Which one? Mobley. I thought it was Chris the Cunningham. 
You took Cunningham. Oh, did you not take Mobley with me? Oh, maybe I took that on my own. Cunningham plays his first games today, I think. I want to say. Mobley has been sick. Uh, anyway, uh, it's an interest. It's interesting. Our, our NBA bets, uh, there's a lot in play. Uh, so far, if things hold up the way that they've been going, we'll have both been right about the things that we wanted, which is always good. That means, like, everybody wins. Uh, I don't think that that will happen. So, um, um, there's a lot of teams that uh, will get better, including the Suns. Um, they're one and three. Bad right. Lot. I I took Mobley on my own at ten to one. That's right. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. No. Yeah, Suns need to uh, get on track. They uh, lost at the last second buzzer shot, um, but. They have four games in a row at home, so they probably should win these. But anyway. Uh, NFL-wise. Speaking of NFL, uh, damn. You know, I look back at our NFL bets because after last night's game, which I want to get your opinion on, last night's game drove me nuts. Uh, I didn't see the whole thing because I got got home from work late, so I just kind of watched, you know, fourth quarter. It was one of the worst games, like – First of all, it came in, you know, it was supposed to be this awesome game. Then all of a sudden, like, all these. Every, everybody's hurt. Uh, everyone's on COVID. Um, so Green Bay decides their um, their game plan is going to be, we are going to run the play clock down every single time. Okay. That's what they did. They ran it, and then they waited for 45 seconds. Or whatever, it's it's 35, but then you get an extra seconds before they start the clock. So it's like 45 seconds. So it was, like, so boring. And then you saw the, like, the fourth quarter, right? Pretty much. Yeah, the, like, when they did the goal line stand, that was awesome. Yeah. They drove the 99 yards. And then you got A.J. Green, who was just blocking. I don't know why he wasn't looking for the ball. So you're 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 rooting in this whole time. You're rooting for the Cardinals. Yeah, but after this game, I like look back, and one of the bets that we put down that we liked was a Green Bay Bills Super Bowl, and it was fifty to one. We should, and we didn't take it. It was in the in the thing to take, but uh, we like listed. I, I don't. Like, I don't think Green Bay won the Super Bowl. What's up? I don't think Green Bay is going to the Super Bowl. Right now, they're number one seed. Okay. So I'm just saying, like, that 50 to 1 would look pretty good right now. Yeah, I got you. There, there's about four teams, I, uh, three, at least three teams I like more than the Packers right now. I'm just saying, at the moment, they're number one seed, and then it'll look pretty good. Um, yeah, that game was so frustrating. And, uh, yeah, but uh, how are you were going to say our NFL bets? How are they looking? Uh, pretty much in the same. Not good. We both, yeah, we both went one and two last week. I'm talking about future bets. Oh, Jamar, our future. Jamar, Jamar Chase is uh, definitely winning rookie of the year, so we're not winning that. Yeah, uh, that's gone. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we're not going to win that. Um, our Houston, our Detroit worst record is 
is, I mean, I don't know. Worst record's going to be really close this year. It's going to be Detroit. I don't know, man. Detroit. Um, like Detroit, like is in. I was just talking to my friend who went to the game last week against the Rams, and I'm like, dude, it must be so frustrating because they're like in every game, and then they do something really stupid and blow it at the end. Like the Jets aren't in every game. The Jets suck. Like the Lions would beat the Jets straight up. Yeah, but the Jets have a win. I know, but I mean, Detroit's going to get a win at one of these. You would think. How do we know? I, I I don't know. To me, Houston looks like the worst team, but they've got to win. Uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be Tyler curious. Taylor is like coming back, so they might have a quarterback that can. You know, I mean, they he did really well that first game. Didn't they win that first game? Right. They kicked the shit out of yeah the, yeah. Yes, week one. So who knows? They can win a couple more games with this guy, but who knows? Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, like our our division winners, the, the Bills look great. That loss helped our Rams bet. Um, I don't know. You know, a lot of injuries, a lot of stuff hurting us. Yeah. But overall, I still think we're looking, you know, our, our Fitzgerald bet's still looking good. Um, anyway. Um, Fitzgerald. Do, well, our, huh? What's our Fitzgerald bet? Our Fitzpatrick. Sorry. Not Fitzgerald. Like, Fitzpatrick. <laughs> I was like, he's out of the league. Yeah. Um, so, so, so is basically, so is Fitzpatrick. Um, yeah. Our picks from last week were not good. We both went one and two. Hopefully we can turn that around this week because we're still both above 500 barely. We're, we're above it. I'm 11, 9, and 1. You're 10, 9, and 2. I mean, this is close. I think I'm going, I, to, I think I'm going 3 and up. You said that last week, so I'm curious to see how you do it this week. What, who's your first team? My first pick is the Browns, minus 4 at home versus Pittsburgh. I think this is a uh, must win for the Browns. Uh, you know, I've seen, uh, I don't think Pittsburgh, I think Pittsburgh's going to have a rough time in this game. Cause, uh, I don't like this game at all. I don't know. I mean, Cleveland has a really good rush defense and they want to run the ball. And so that Ben does not have to throw the ball the whole game, but he's going to have to throw the ball the whole game in this game. Is Baker playing? Yeah. Is, um, one is, uh, are all the receivers playing? Is Chubb playing? I think Chubb's playing. I'm not sure. They're gonna get. They got some people back. Uh, um, it's your first pick. My first pick is the Buffalo Bills minus 14 at home against Miami. Um, the this, Bills are are the I one just, team. I have this huh? as my keeper pick. Yeah. Well, the Bills are like the one team I think has the firepower to to like blow out a bad team. Like I mean, other teams do, but I feel the most confident with you know with Buffalo it's, being it's able to do it. Easily a shutout. Well, especially coming off a loss, you know what I mean? Like it's all there for them to just kind of let it loose on the Dolphins. Dolphins, I I continue to bet against the Dolphins until I figure out their quarterback situation. So. 
Um, that's going to be my first pick. What's your second? I like the Colts at home versus Titans minus two and a half. Okay. Well, I'll just stop. I'll stop you there. My second pick is Tennessee plus two and a half. I like nice. I like how the Colts showed up in the terrible weather game. Uh, it showed a lot, and uh, they're really good against the run. I think they're like either the first or second best team against the run. Um, oh, they're actually talking about it right now on uh, SportsCenter. Um, Titans are seeking fourth straight win. Um, but I feel like uh, it's a division game. And uh, I think that the Colts are going to step it up and win this game. I have no faith in Carson Wentz. I have no faith in anything about the Colts right now. And I don't understand uh, how Tennessee is even getting points in this, let alone almost a field goal. Um, I, this to me – it's another one of those things I think looks like looks too easy. So maybe you're going to be right, but uh, I took Tennessee plus two and a half. What's your third? My third pick is Washington getting three and a half points at Denver. Um, this is one of the dirtiest sounding things ever. I know. I don't know why I like this. Um, I feel like Washington can move the ball. They just screwed up last week in scoring points, which was good for uh, my fantasy team, but not whatever. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know why I like this, but this one stood out in my head, and I'm, I'm going with watching. There's, like, four games this week that are so freaking dirty that if you bet them, you have, like, serious problems. There's not, that one. I'm just putting it. Panthers-Falcons, if you bet that game, you have a gambling problem. Lions-Eagles, problem. Uh, let's see. I mean, 49ers-Bears, if you think that you have an edge on that one, you're nuts. Jacksonville-Seattle, dirty. Washington-Denver, that is straight Gino. dirt. Geno Smith terrible. He's bet- I was deciding this uh, last weekend. He's been like every week. He's in. He's in for like a game-winning drive every week. He can't throw the and ball. blows it. He cannot throw the ball downfield. It's weird. Like he'll just chuck it. He has no downfield like awareness. Like he just like chucks it and it doesn't even like um, come anywhere close to where the fucking guy is. It's like it's, it's weird. Well, and that's what everyone always said that, uh, you know, the, the Seahawks should do is just chuck it because the receivers are so good. You got uh, Metcalf is like. Yeah. Anyway. But then Russell Wilson's like one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the right. NFL. It's like he could do that. Geno Smith cannot. All right. Well, my third pick is I'm taking Tampa Bay minus four and a half at New Orleans. I think New Orleans is hot garbage. Revenge game. Jameis. What about Jameis? Oh, coming back against Tampa. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that part of it. This isn't even close to the same team, so it's kind of hard to. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, I think, I don't know if Tampa Bay is going to lose the rest of the year. If you've seen their schedule, it's pretty amazing. 
Yeah, I heard that on the podcast. Uh, like, yeah, that was crazy. Um, like, what is? Did you look up that bet for them to be? No, open? it's not available. It's not. You know, they don't do over unders on here after the season starts. It stinks. Yeah, that's a bummer. Um, you can do coach of the year, rookie of the year, MVP, worst NFL team. They can still bet divisions, but that's it. It's Jamar Chase. Minus 160. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones is 4-1. to one. Najee Harris is 7-1. to one. Kyle Pitts, 13-1. to one. Trevor Lawrence is 20-1. to one. Yeah. Worst NFL team. Texans are the favorite right now, followed by the Jets and then the Lions. Then the Jets and the Jaguars and Dolphins. They don't even have a win in their third. I told you because they play everybody tough. The other teams have a win. (laughs) That's crazy. Um, MVP odds, Josh Allen. Well, Kyle. Plus 275. Kyle Murray was the. the so he's down to six to one. Brady's four to one. You know, listening to all that case about what Tampa Bay has coming up, it's not a bad pick to make for Brady right now. Like if, if he wins, if they like go like on a tear, win all the rest of their games, he's definitely going to be MVP. Just saying. Well, let's say, I mean, Arizona – could have won that game last night. They were very close, and we'll see what the rest they can do for the rest of the year. Yeah, but when I started watching, Kyler Murray only had like 78 yards passing. It was in the fourth quarter. Yeah, because freaking Packers, like, just drew it. Like, it was the worst game ever. They bled the clock. Like, Arizona had the ball like two times in the first half. <laughs> like, crazy. Wow. It was a really hard game to watch. It was like you were so excited for this game because it was like billed as like the best Thursday night game of all time, and uh, it, and it was just, oh yeah because it was one it was, loss between yeah it was a rough game. But well, that's it's not going to be it's you know it's not going to be as good as the Giants Chiefs game on Monday night. Um, it's going to be so bad. Giants are going to get their ass kicked. Well, we'll see. Uh, all right. All right. Well, good, good talk. Stuff. Have a good weekend. Happy Halloween, buddy. Did you buy any candy for kids? I did. I do it every year. No one's ever come. But I'm like, the one year I don't do it, someone's going to come. But this year, I only bought, like, one small bag. You? I haven't. I'm going to get something, but... Did you have any trick or treaters oh, in the last couple? Like, I don't want the candy in my house. Yeah, well, that's kind of the conversation have, we have. I already have an issue with uh, trying to lose some weight, and now if no one shows up, then I got a huge bag of, bag of candy. Maybe yeah. I'll give it to somebody to bring to the office or something. I don't know. What What's your number one on candy? I think we do this every year. But what's your number Sour one? Patch kids. What? It? Sour Patch Kids. Oh, okay, that's right. Um. All right. All right. Good times. Yeah.
I'll talk to you uh, later.